landfills are not not a very nice environment the food that goes there it's just sitting there amongst plastic bags and all sorts of other stuff it's not in the right environment to compost or break down it just sits there it was the first community fridge in New Zealand the fridge was was quite popular with the homeless community and they sort of took on a sense of ownership and responsibility for the fridge zero waste is it's impossible it's it should just it's like needs to be built into the system it's not really something that's achievable like I've eaten a lot of bin food and I have never gotten sick like I've never gotten food poisoning in my life Welcome to Wannabe Greener with me, Harriet Robinson. This is the podcast that makes going green feel just that little bit easier. So I was pretty shocked to learn that in New Zealand alone, we throw out 29 million loaves of bread each year. There's only 5 million people living here, so that's about six loaves per person. What a waste. There are tons of problems with food waste, not just the fact that it's a waste of money, but also the sea, land and air miles that food is often travels to get to your plate, as well as the toxic gases that are created when food is sent to landfill. It's also worth remembering that food banks are on the rise in many countries around the world and families have been hit even harder by the coronavirus pandemic. So to be wasting food when others are struggling to feed their family is something I think we'd all like to avoid if we can. This isn't all down to us, though, of course. Big supermarkets and restaurants waste tons of food. According to Dumpsters.com, US supermarkets throw out about 43 billion pounds of food, billion pounds of food every year. And throughout the country, 40% of food is wasted. However, saying this, I still manage to throw out a fair amount of food each week myself. So I definitely want to learn more. Now, I've been following Amanda Chapman's journey online for a while at her blog Waste Freeland and also on Instagram at Amanda Waste Free. And a few years ago, she was so shocked by the amount of food wasted that she came up with the idea of a community fridge, which was a free place for people to donate and take food from in central Auckland here in New Zealand. She's been on a low waste journey for a while and avoiding waste of any kind is pretty much just second nature to Amanda. So in this chat, we talk about the community fridge, of course, and how that worked. Amanda also offers some great tips for avoiding food waste and some really good tips for avoiding plastic too. And she said it was around this time of the year that she really started to take her lifestyle changes seriously. It would have been during Plastic Free July about four four years ago. I was sort of dabbling in low waste. Um, And then, yeah, I did a Plastic Free July. And then after that, I was like, yeah, this this makes sense. Um, This works. But... Yeah, having been focusing on my waste for, for four years now, I I don't I wouldn't say I'm pretty zero waste. Um, zero waste is it's impossible. It's it should just it's like needs to be built into the system. It's not really something that's achievable. I'm not as strict as I used to be. Like I really used to beat myself up about things, and then the eye-opening experience was when I did a, a landfill audit, so a waste audit at a very large landfill, <laughs> and just sort of realised um, 
what a, a drop in the bucket my my efforts were so I started to focus on bigger picture stuff yeah so it's really what I want to try and do is focus on on bigger picture waste and sustainability issues um, and try to do what I can like what 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 are the kind of bigger ones that you're focusing on um so food waste is is like a real big big issue there because like plastic waste is obviously there, there's a lot of issues associated with that but food waste there's sort of added issues with um methane release and oh there's yeah there's there's quite a bit of extra stuff going on there yeah so things like carbon and levees and that sort of bigger picture stuff and like you know trying to get what's that that quote I think was it Anne-Marie from Zero Waste Chef uh, we don't need one or two people doing zero waste perfectly but we need everyone doing it imperfectly mm-hmm. that sort of thing just you know trying to get everyone on board and make it actually an achievable thing for people to do a hundred percent like that is kind of almost the the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I think people see this kind of zero waste image on Instagram and think you have to literally not create any waste and um, if you're not doing that then you're not you're not doing it properly and actually we all have our own ways of doing it and we have lots of different things that we need to focus on but if we all do it a little bit and actually we're talking in plastic free July it's the first day of it Mm. actually if we all just reduce our plastic use or all start wasting less food a little bit if everyone does that that's going to have a huge impact totally and and zero waste on instagram is very like it's very like aesthetically pleasing um it just doesn't actually feel very real and the thing that bothers me is um like real low waste is like reusing old plastic containers and like being thrifty and composting and it really bugs me when I see like fancy glass jars and metal tins and people have gone out and bought things to do the whole zero waste (laughs) that yeah Yeah. that's a whole other kettle of fish (laughs) huge other issue there for sure well we want to talk about food waste in particular today and I think you're a bit of an expert on it and you just told me before we went live that you've actually just got a job kind of related to it as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I work in composting and I've, I guess I've worked in composting for about three years now which just came out of my interest in waste. So I, I studied environmental science but when I was at uni I was um, mostly focusing on ecology um, and then I just ended up getting into waste just after uni and then started blogging about waste and now I work in waste and somehow have found myself working specifically in composting <laughs> so um, yeah I've never met anyone who works in composting I have to say. <laughs> well I know lots of people <laughs> <laughs> cool and that must be like a really interesting job like it must really put things into perspective when you kind of see the waste that other people are creating and how it all builds up to this huge amount. Yeah, yep. So um, currently I'm involved with the Compost Collective. So they focus on um, home composting and local composting and, yeah, figuring out how how you can compost yourself. Um, Previously I used to work in commercial compost collections, so seeing large-scale 
food waste and large-scale food waste is is really eye-opening. Because you used to work in in a supermarket, right? Yeah, so when I was a teenager, I worked at the local supermarket and that's that is where my interest in in food waste really started. So I was already really interested in environmental issues and when I was 15 I I sort of already had a pretty clear idea that I wanted to work in some sort of environmental field. Um but yeah the the thing that um so I worked on the checkout so you're not really seeing much waste there but on one of the days um I had to take a bag of waste out into the bin out the back and yeah I opened it and it was full of cake but like cake in their plastic containers you know those ones you get in the bakery section so it's like a whole cake in a fully Mm. contained plastic container but like just a bin full of them and such a way yeah and and the fact that it was like it was still in its recyclable packaging it was a full cake like there was nothing obviously wrong with it I think it was like one or two days past the the sell-by day like I would have eaten that I was actually so tempted to get in there and get that cake but you know I was in my uniform so I couldn't do it and then not long after seeing that there was a segment on the news about freeganism specifically in I think it was in New York and it was about um, people who were dumpster diving in New York and I was just like really intrigued by this and um, I ended up finding someone in Auckland who was dumpster diving um, online and (laughs) just was like hey can I come tag along with you random stranger at midnight (laughs) Um, and yeah that was so interesting so we went to all these supermarket dumpsters and oh just we pulled out so much food and like I've eaten a lot of bin food and I have never (laughs) gotten sick like I've never gotten food poisoning in my life it's yeah the best dumpster find was um a box of 11 bottles of extra virgin olive oil so one bottle had smashed so they were all slightly oily but they threw out the whole box oh my gosh yeah and like as a broke uni student finding that was just like whoa (laughs) amazing (laughs) didn't have to buy oil for so long it's crazy that the amount of waste, and I know it's a problem in the UK as well, the supermarkets just throw out everything. And also, one thing that bugs me is they don't even take the packaging off. So, you know, all these things that are in plastic, not only is the food getting wasted, yeah. but the plastic is getting thrown in the, la- in the landfill as well. And they're so scared of somebody suing them that it's just safer for them to just throw it out. I assume that's what the issue is. That's why they throw it out. They just, you know... They're scared. Yep. And then, well, yeah, there's the whole sell-by dates and the best-before dates. Um, so do you think that's a big issue, the sell-by dates and, and use-by dates that we have on food? Because like you said, many times I've bought a yogurt or something, and I know even if it's been dairy that it will last a few more days than the day it says on the top. But I know a lot of people who will just throw it out as soon as it gets to that the day after it's gone. Yep, totally. I actually, I saw that happen once with a flatmate. They had a an unopened bottle of sour cream and he pulled it out of his fridge, looked at it and it had passed the best before date by about probably like five days. Hmm. And he just put it in the bin and I was like, hey, what are you doing? That's not even open. And he was like, what do you mean? He pulled it out of the bin. He's like, do you think it'll be okay? 
and I was like yeah you haven't opened it and that's the like the best before date like that's sort of a a recommendation (laughs) so I was like open it smell it and look at it and you'll know so we opened it gave it the old sniff test smelled like sour cream looked like sour cream tasted it tasted like sour cream so he ate it (laughs) he had it on his dinner (laughs) he was like oh I never thought to do that weird yeah (laughs) so you were working at the supermarket and you were noticing all this food getting thrown out and then you kind of gone on to subsequent a career I guess in waste what inspired you then to set up the community fridge in Auckland that's that was a pretty big project Mm, yeah so that was three years ago now yeah I I was working full-time but not in waste at the time and um, my friends had just been visiting and one of them lives in Germany and he sort of mentioned these solidarity fridges where there's like free food fridges oh that's a a tongue twister (laughs) that is why I did not call it a a free free food fridge (laughs) um yeah, so they were telling me like, oh, on campus there's these fridges and you can just grab some food and it's food that would have otherwise gone to waste and it's great when you're hungry and on the go and broke. Yeah, and I just really liked the idea. And so at the time, Love Food Hate Waste had just released its first ever round of funding and I really wanted to apply for it, but I didn't know what. And I actually had so many people messaging me being like, I hope you're applying for this funding, Amanda. <laughs> And the funding, I think the funding was for about $2,000. And I I could not figure out what to apply for. And then, yeah, finally it was like, actually, here's an idea. But it was a lot bigger than I was planning on on going. But, yeah, I just sort of went with it and then um, got in touch with all the right people. And they were like, yep, we'll totally support you with this. Um, So... Jenny Marshall from Wasteman's was like, yep, we'll, we'll support you with this. And then got in touch with someone through council who put me in touch with someone else through council. So ended up getting um, connected with Liz Allen, who was in the design team setting up the Griffiths Gardens. So that's where the fridge ended up being. So we did look at other places. We were like, oh, we could put the fridge in Britomart or by the library. But yeah, Liz was like, hey, I'm setting up this little garden in in the city so um and it was just supposed to be a temporary activation until the CRL construction came along which is now what's happening so the the location has has since gone and it's now a construction site but yeah so decided to roll with the with the fridge and how did that work I've kind of heard of them before I've not ever used one so it's literally a fridge and do people put their leftover food from home or is it just businesses that drop food in there? So we came up with some pretty clear guidelines, especially as it was the first community fridge in New Zealand. We contacted fridges overseas and they told us how they operated and everyone operates differently. So like sometimes it's a, a like a full council operated or organized thing or it'll be like a community group or a church or sometimes it's just some random person who sets one up in their front yard or something so everyone operated a bit differently but this one so it was in in the CBD I really wanted it to be super accessible so it was open 24 7 and so we contacted 
all the surrounding businesses and cafes and got them to donate their food at the end of the day. And we also made it that people could bring food from, uh, like if they had a fruit tree or just random items in the back of their pantry. Cool. Um, in terms of like leftovers and stuff, it had to come from a proper commercial registered kitchen just for the whole health and safety thing. We got a, a proper food safety plan written up as well. Like we went really in depth just because it was the first fridge uh, in New Zealand. Really wanted to like give a good impression and make a standard and make it quite an easy thing for people to replicate. Hmm. Yeah, and we had little stickers so that you'd write on it. This item donated on this day so that people knew how long food had been in the fridge. But uh, the fridge was so popular that when people were coming to put food in the fridge, I actually saw numerous occasions that the food didn't even make it in the fridge. It just went straight into someone's hands. Wow. How well did it work in terms of being looked after? Because I can just imagine if this was in London or probably any other British city, to be honest, it would have been trashed by drunk people. People would have been taking advantage of it and taking too much food. Were people generally you know, quite fair and, and looked after it well? Yeah, it was, how long did it run? Maybe two and a bit years? It did pretty well. Um, so initially it was supposed to be a four-week trial and it was looked after by myself and my friends and we had a roster. So in the morning we came and cleaned it and in the evening we came and cleaned it. And then after four weeks, I was like, all right, that's it. <laughs> we shut the door. Um, we like actually locked it. And we all went away for Christmas. And then come January, we were wondering, like, how do we keep the fridge going? And uh, people were still trying to use the fridge, but, like, gorilla style. So, like, you know, people were, like, leaving food outside the fridge, wanting to still use it. And <laughs> we're like, okay, well, we better get this fridge back up and running. So we put a call out for volunteers and then ended up with quite a lot of replies. And so we put together a little volunteer group. And then we ended up with a very committed core group of people who most of them worked uh lived in the city and so they were like nearby and or they worked in the city and we just had a rotating roster and we ended up with two rosters so we got in touch with new world on queen street and they started regularly donating so we needed volunteers to go down there and get the food from them and then we had a cleaning roster as well so it got checked on cleaned twice a day and had the donations dropped off in the evening but also because it was in a very visible location it was kind of like uh if you trash it people will know <laughs> yeah it was a kind of self-monitoring and we did get more lights installed because it, it did get a bit dark there in the evening so we put some more lights in and um it was a very obvious spot and then eventually there was a, a little hub set up in that location so someone was pretty much always there but the fridge was was quite popular with the homeless community and they sort of took on a sense of ownership and responsibility for the fridge and so yeah they would always like if they saw people acting inappropriately around the fridge they would be like hey don't do that like look after this fridge and yeah so it was it was quite a cool thing that like the community were aware of it like just people who walked past and um, a lot of people kept an eye out for it yeah Ah, oh, that's great. I think it's, yeah, I think it's amazing that you did it. Well done. Is it, are you hoping to open it again then very soon or you're just looking for, for a new location? Yeah, it shut down in the last year. I was actually in Iceland when it was shutting down, so I wasn't able to 
help try and relocate it but we we struggle to find a a new location and with a lot of uh Auckland CBD currently under construction (laughs) it was um just unfortunately a bit too hard fair enough well I hope it comes back I think it's yeah definitely a great initiative and pretty inspiring to hear that other people were very happy to be donating so much food to it rather than throwing it out um seeing as you're the expert in in waste how how much food do we waste I mean do you know any figures do you have any kind of idea of of how much New Zealand for example does waste each year so love food hate waste very great uh, organization and resource according to them New Zealanders send 157,398 tons of food to landfill each year wow so it's a very big number. It's huge. <laughs> and what are the environmental impacts of that? Because I think people often think, well, it's food, so it'll it'll biodegrade. So isn't that kind of okay to throw it in landfill? So landfills are not not a very nice environment. So I mentioned earlier that I did an audit at a landfill, and um, they're just smelly. yeah they're an eyesore they're very smelly places Mm. um not the best place to work no so um yeah basically the food that goes there it's just sitting there amongst plastic bags and all sorts of other stuff it's not in the right environment to compost or break down it just sits there um and it just gets trapped under layers of landfill basically Whereas when you're sending food to a compost, it's got a an active system and it's got worms and mites, depending on the type of system. If it's hot compost, you'll have the right heat and conditions to break it down into compost. But when it's sitting in a landfill, it's just sitting there turning black and just not really doing the right thing. And it's not going to turn into a, a resource like compost. And also when it's is at a landfill because it's not in the right conditions it's now releasing methane so there's the landfill issue and then with the other environmental issues there's there's a whole chain so for instance a carrot if you're like oh it's just one carrot I'm going to throw it out there's a like every step along the way so that carrot's traveled a very long way unless you've grown it yourself most chances you know you've bought it from the supermarket you've maybe driven to the supermarket and then the carrots come like being driven to the supermarket or delivered to the supermarkets come from the farm there's a lot of you know carbon emissions and in terms of that and then you're just wasting that one carrot Mm. then there's also the whole accessibility issue and that you're you're wasting food and other people might not have access to food yeah there's there's quite a lot of yeah not just environmental issues but bigger societal issues as well Mm, yeah that's interesting I think and I'm guilty of it actually not even really thinking of the bigger picture that yeah it's not just the carrot going to the landfill there's everything behind it that led to it getting to your plate so how can we start to reduce the amount of food we waste then do you think a lot of it's you know down to education I mean I know when I was a kid I was told not to waste any food. You don't waste food. But actually, now I probably waste a lot more than I used to because, I don't know, I've become a lazy person that relies on someone else to do it. Mm. I I don't know. How can we start 
being more kind of respectful of our food and wasting less? Well, it depends on your personality as well. So there's meal planning and being organized. To be honest, I'm not a meal planner. (laughs) Um, I'm more of a creative cook. So that's the other ways to just cook creatively. And I'm very good at that. Um, <laughs> so how do you do that then? What 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 creative meals do you make? So I'm the sort of person that, you know, if someone's like, oh, we don't have any food, there's nothing to eat. I can just sort of find something. I can open the fridge and be like, oh, well, there's this and there's this. And then somehow make it into an edible dish. <laughs> um, whereas my partner is is not that kind of person and sometimes is horrified that, I can make a meal out of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm quite good at um leftovers. Like if there's a few if there's just a few scraps of veg in the fridge, I'll just make something. Mm-hmm. But it's not always I mean it's edible. I wouldn't say it's always delicious, but you know, it fills me up. Yeah. But how can you learn to do that then? Obviously you're good at it, but how did you is it just a knack you have or have you mm-hmm. have you learnt it through something? It, it is a bit of a learning process as well. Yeah, so like soups, for instance, they're pretty easy to make um, out of random vegetables and whatnot. You just got to get like the right flavour combos. And yeah, so like if you learn what flavours go with what, it's, it's a bit easier. But I mentioned before the Love Food Hate Waste um, website, they've got some really good recipes on there. So, for instance, um, bread is the most wasted food. So the other day I made bread and butter pudding. And, yeah, like there's quite a lot of really good recipes on there. Um, Sometimes you might be having more like a surplus, like fijoas, for instance. You know, you can only eat so many fijoas. Oh, I made so much fijoa jam with the skins on as well. And that's another thing. Like that's another part of the whole food waste thing is the skins, like, I don't peel my vegetables and I eat my most of my fruit with the skin on. So yeah. That like uh also with fijoas is a like fizzy fijoa fizz that you can make out of fijoa skins, but I don't have fijoa skins because I just eat my skins on. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of this fizz, it sounds pretty good. Um talking about skins, a lot of people do waste skins. I was just listening to another podcast, weirdly, where they were talking about food and I don't eat meat, but they were talking about meat and how, you know, respecting the animal and eating every part of the animal because otherwise it's a waste. And I do kind of agree with that. I mean, I wouldn't eat every part of an animal myself, but I do I do think that the food is there to be eaten. And if we can use it as much of, of that food as we can, then why not? Why, why throw stuff away? Like, for example, you can make veg stock from you know, your cutoffs and your peelings, right? Yep. Yep. I do that. Um, obviously I don't have peelings. Um, cause I don't, you don't peel things, <laughs> peel things. <laughs> um, but ends like, uh, onion ends and carrot tops and whatnot. And then I keep all those in a container in my freezer and then I make veggie stock out of it. It's really handy to have on hand and then add them to your soups that you're making out of all the other random assorted veggies. <laughs> When you make your leftover soup. Nice. And do you tend to kind of stick to recipes or I know you said you're kind of not a meal planner, but do you find that recipes help you to waste less food as well? Yeah, I use recipes if I'm like looking at my fridge and I'm like, okay, I've got a cauliflower and a capsicum and then I'll just 
sort of Google that and see what comes up and then go from there. But I wouldn't, I'm not one to just to like actively go supermarket shopping for a specific recipe. It's just not who I am. <laughs> and in terms of other ways we can reduce waste, can we alter our, the way we shop to make sure we waste less food? Yeah, so um, the way that my partner and I shop, we live quite close to the supermarket and we also don't have a car. So we just do small, regular shops on the bike. So that way we're just every couple of days going and buying things as we need them. Um, And then I'll do a bulk food bin-in shop once a month or so with my friends. But, well, that helps um, because then you're not, know buying a ton of vegetables at once obviously it doesn't work for everyone but that's that's what works for me and yeah just just being mindful I do buy so on the whole zero waste and food waste thing um, I've always had a rule that I will buy packaged food if it would otherwise go to waste so you know the like reduced to clear food Mm. at the supermarkets or or the odd bunch the fruit and veggies the like imperfect produce ah yes yeah so I buy them even though they're in plastic packaging I will buy that cool it's a a trade-off yeah yeah I think that's quite important actually if it's sat there and it's going to go to waste and it's more wasteful just letting it go in the supermarket throw it into landfill than you buying it and actually cooking it and probably recycling the packaging as well I guess yeah yeah that's it and yeah recycle the packaging yeah also I guess with reducing food waste is having a garden helps then you're you're really eating seasonally and and what you've got at the time and you're also like less likely to want to waste it because you're like wait I put so much effort and energy into this. So do you grow your own fruit and vegetables? We sort of started as with most of the country during lockdown Mm. (laughs) Um, and yeah lockdown definitely caught us out on our whole let's go to the supermarket every couple of days so we had to you know do a big big shop for once um but yeah the the garden is is quite new it was a a lockdown garden but I've had quite a few gardens but it is also hard when you're renting so I mostly just keep herbs and stuff in pots and a garden's good as well if you in the other end when you want to compost your food I guess you could have a compost heap and Mm. so your food kind of never really leaves it comes to the garden into your house back into the garden again yep yep um another thing um would be just like food sharing so like crops crop swaps and crop sharing and like feed season is a perfect example of that when people are like come take my feed and foraging as well there's actually a really good map new zealand fruit and food share map and it's got locations of fruit and fruit trees and community gardens and also Patakakai, so that's the sharing pantry, so like the community fridge, but in pantry form. It's a map on Google Maps, so New Zealand fruit and food share map. Cool. That's a great idea. I think um, New Zealand's kind of the best place for something like that. I was talking to someone on another podcast a few weeks ago about how lots of other countries that aren't the UK um, plant, you know, utilize their garden, have fruit and veg patches and kind of just grow all their own but for some reason it's kind of stopped being something that's done in Britain it's such a waste because we have the the right weather to grow lots of food and we have gardens and we have space but for some reason 
it isn't done. And then even if you do grow things, you know, that you have too much of, you can you can swap them. But yeah, it, for some reason, it's not done. And I, I don't know why, really. Mm, I think also it's the sort of shift in culture and society and convenience. You know, people are working longer hours and they can just go to the supermarket and buy things and they can buy things that, that are out of season. And yeah, it's just, I think that's sort of what it comes down to. And also I know in New Zealand, like for me personally, one of the, the reasons I don't have a garden is, well, I do now, but one of the things that always uh, holds me back is the fact that I rent and I move house every few years. So it's like, how much energy do you want to put into that? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. Yeah, I, I can't wait to have a garden and be able to grow some things. Um, also, because I can't compost anything because New Zealand, well, I think Auckland is, but Wellington, where I live, doesn't take um, food waste in its curbside collections, recycling collections. So I found a communal composting bin not too far from my house, which is amazing. But without that, I was just throwing out so much food. It was awful. That's the thing. Like everyone asks me like, oh, what's the number one tip for reducing your waste at home? It's it's to compost. And then once you start composting your, your food scraps, your bin doesn't smell anymore and you don't have to worry about oh how do I line my bin and all that but so so you're in Wellington have you heard of Kai Cycle? I've heard of Kai Cycle and then I forget about it and forget to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) They do um compost collections via bike. Um, Amazing. Yeah yeah so um I was actually chatting this morning about compost hubs and I'm I'm really convinced that they're going to be the next big thing especially after lockdown and everyone's suddenly gardening at home and trying to localize everything. So I'm, I reckon compost hubs, mm. that's, that's what's coming next. What, what would it consist of a compost hub? Sorry, uh, a compost hub. So you've got like, usually they're at a community garden and you, you do sort of need uh, some volunteers to look after the compost and make sure that everything's working correctly. Um, Sometimes they can have like a paid subscription fee. So you come and drop off your food waste for a certain cost. They all operate a bit differently, but perhaps in a couple of months, you might also be able to get the compost resource back to you if that's included in your fee. Mm. Yeah, So, but they're like really localized. That would be a really cool idea. I'd like that. Yeah. Um, also, you were mentioning if you don't have a garden, it's it's really difficult to compost. You can get kind of indoor compost systems, right? Bakashis. I was actually just reading about those before before this. <laughs> um, yeah, so bakashi is a really good setup for if you don't have much space. So it's like a small bucket and you fill it up with just food scraps. So like compost bins, you usually need to add brown matter so like leaves and paper but bakashi you can add just food scraps um you can also add things that are harder to compost like meat scraps and cooked food and things that you shouldn't generally put in your compost bin because they'll attract rodents you can put in a bakashi with the bakashi you do eventually need to have access to somewhere to get rid of the end product which is the fermented food so if you have a friend who has a compost bin or if you have a yeah, local community garden, you'll need to drop off your 
your bakashi in product or dig it into a garden somewhere but yeah they're really good for for small small spaces and if you don't have access to a proper garden Hmm. and is new zealand planning on doing a nationwide curbside collection of food waste or not quite sure i'm not sure about new zealand as a whole but i know it is in the long-term plan for auckland so auckland does have that coming okay cool does it happen anywhere around the country so the Auckland one for instance it's like a specific thing that Auckland Council is rolling out a curbside food collection but then there's also like businesses for instance in Auckland there's We Compost who do commercial compost collections and um, they're quite popular with businesses and residents as well so it, it varies from city to city it, it sort of depends on what infrastructure there is and if year if someone's running it or already but then yeah that's when it sort of comes back to like compost hubs like you need somewhere to to compost the end product so if it's like a local scale thing it's quite easy to control with a a compost hub but for instance commercial collections you're you're collecting such a a large volume you you do need like a proper facility and then you have like consent issues and whatnot so it's it's different in different locations. And I think in Wellington, their commercial compost facility doesn't actually take compostable packaging, which is sort of because, I mean, compostable packaging doesn't really add much value or any value to to compost. And it's it's a pain to compost. You need high temperatures, which is why like those coffee cups with the PLA lids, they need to be commercially composted. Yeah, commercial compostable items are just no use really are they they might as well be plastic really yep yeah you need to have like some sort of return system as part of that item which is why it's really just best to use a reusable Mm. okay so if somebody is is listening and feels that they waste quite a lot of food maybe doesn't have a garden or somewhere to compost what would be your kind of tips what would be kind of the first steps to towards wasting less so yeah reduce it at the source so figure out what it is that you're wasting why you're wasting it like is it a specific ingredient or is it leftovers for instance personally I love leftovers (laughs) leftovers are great and I usually have leftovers like in my freezer and then I've got easy meals from the go yeah learn how to utilize your freezer freezers are great for reducing food waste and like I was saying before, I have like my food scraps in there to make uh, vegetable stock. And then I have little veggie stock cubes um, in the freezer. Uh, and I have all my left uh, assorted leftovers in there as well. Yeah, so use your freezer, figure out like what it is. And if, if you're wasting a specific item, like maybe you shouldn't be buying it. Like, do you maybe just not like that? <laughs> You're just trying to trying to convince yourself that, yes, actually, I do like kale. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, do you waste any food in your house, in your home? Does anything go to waste? Yeah, I'm not perfect. <laughs> it totally does. We have, um, we have a very shoddy fridge freezer. And I'm currently defrosting it at the moment, um, <laughs> uh, such as flatting life. But um, yeah, I did find some vegetables down the back that had uh, become frozen to my fridge. Oh. So they got composted. So there's another tip for you. If you can afford it, buy a decent fridge freezer. 
that will help a lot with your food waste. Mm, yeah, right. And in terms of, you know, if you've got something you don't want, but it's still edible, there are loads of initiatives all over the country, or even if you're in another country. I know there's a lot in the UK, even apps and yep. things that you can use, right? Yeah, we've got them here. So I mentioned before Pataka Kai, so the food pantries. So there's a directory of them. They, they are also listed on that New Zealand fruit and food share map I mentioned earlier. But um, they're also on their website, Pataka Kai's website. There's a list of where all the pantries are. And then there's apps. So off the top of my head, Olio, mm. which I think is a UK. I think uh, it is, yeah. I've kind of tried yeah. to use it before when I was back home and didn't find – I think I was using it around Christmas and it was just people giving away like Christmas chocolate and stuff. But <laughs> hopefully it's kind of uh, grown a little bit since then. Yeah, so it definitely, yeah, they need like more users. So uh, I know in Auckland I've used Olio quite a bit and I've also used it for a lot of non-food items as well. So you can use it for food items like perhaps you have, like you said, a Christmas chocolates or you've got a box of tea that you have used one of and you're like, no, nah, this tea um, is not for me. Or you've got something that's past the best before date. So you can list it on, on Olio and people can see on their map and say, yep, I'll take that. Um, but yeah, also you can use it for non-food items as well. So I used it the other day and what did I give away? Oh, I gave away some car windscreen wipers because uh, I no longer have a car. So <laughs> I was like, I don't need these anymore. And, um, you know, they're very specific car windscreen wipers for a specific size. And so someone was like, yep, I'll take that. So yeah. In terms of... Obviously, we want to see bigger change, and we talk. We talked earlier about the, you know, the bigger picture. There's what we can do as individuals in terms of food waste, but obviously, a lot of responsibility lies with councils and governments, and also big corporations. What can we do to encourage them to do better? You know, like the supermarket you used to work at that used to throw things out. What what can we do to try and stop them doing that? Yeah. Um hold them accountable, lobby the government. Yeah, the accountability one, especially for for big business. Like if you see something, then say something, tell management or, you know, share it with your, your wider community um, and, and talk to them about it. If it's like a smaller business, a lot of the time, you know, they are just trying to do the right thing. There's an app specifically for cafes at the end of the day, when they've got like bakery items and whatnot, they can list them on this app for, you know, a reduced price so that they don't have to throw them out at the end of the day. Footprint? Yes. F- food print. That's it. Thank food you. Food print. Oh, food print. Yeah. <laughs> food print. Yes, that's it. Yep. So food print is, uh, it's definitely more of a big city thing. So like Auckland or maybe Wellington, but it's like more of a a city thing so um cafes end of the day can list their items or they can sell like salads for instance at a reduced rate and then people can come and buy it off the app and come and pick it up and then that way they don't have to throw it in their bins at the end of the day that's great i need to utilize an app like this when i can't be bothered to cook anything it's a great idea (laughs) cool that's some great tips thank you so much in terms of you outside of kind of food waste what are you up to? Because I've seen you're, you're building a tiny house. Is that still going ahead? Yeah. Yep, building a tiny house. Um, that has been quite an interesting 
learning curve. <laughs> uh, I don't have any building experience. So yeah, it's been quite, quite interesting. But yeah, I'm, I'm nearly finished it finally. Cool. <laughs> it's taken me a while. I've been doing it part time whilst I've been working and doing my other projects. The other thing I work on is uh, I run the Auckland Library of Tools. So I've been working on running that, keeping that up and up and running, I guess. And that's literally your library of tools. Yeah. So if you want to use a tool, you go there and you just borrow it yep. from there, right? Yeah, that's the one. So yeah, that's in Kingsland and it's all volunteer run, not for profit. So I run that and then, yeah, my tiny house and then my day job and whatnot. <laughs> you are busy. Blemenek. Um, <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I love that we're kind of going back to kind of a more sharing society. Mm. We don't all need to have a cupboard full of tools or a massive toolbox. We can just go and use it and put it back. And I guess the same with food. You know, if you've if you've got lots of stuff in your cupboard, you don't need to just let it sit there. Why not share it with somebody else and actually make sure it gets used? Yeah. So... I'm a real big fan of the sharing economy. So the community fridge, the tool library, those are examples of that. And like with the tool library, for instance, um, you know, a lot of people are renting. I rent and I, I've complained about it a few times, moving house a lot. You, you don't want to own heaps of stuff. So the tool library has quite a lot of gardening tools and we find that the gardening tools are really popular. So we have like six or seven lawnmowers. So people who rent and they have to mow their lawns, but they don't want to go and buy a lawnmower. A lawnmower is also quite an expensive purchase. So we have like um, a flat that live about a road away from the tool library and they've been members from um, the start and they come in every month and they just borrow a lawnmower. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, not? Well, that's great yeah. though. I love that. Yep. Yep. Totally. So lastly, we're talking in a plastic-free July, and I know this isn't really linked to um, food as such, but you are pretty good at the whole plastic-free thing. Have you got any tips for anybody who is very new to kind of reducing waste and reducing plastic? Yes. What, yeah. What would be your kind of top tips for that? Um, I would say start small. Um, so don't just try and do everything at once like I did because <laughs> you'll find yourself very quickly burnt out. And I sort of mentioned it before when I was complaining about the whole zero waste Instagram. Don't go and buy things. You don't need to buy things. <laughs> Use what you have. If you have ice cream containers, don't shame them and throw them out. Just keep reusing them. And um, I mean, actually, at the moment in Auckland, those containers aren't getting recycled anyway. So you should be reusing those. So yeah, try and ditch the single use and see like how you can buy things in, in a more reusable system or without the packaging, but don't try and do everything at once. Um, and don't go and throw everything in your bathroom out. Use it up. Like I still have so many things I've been doing the whole plastic free July for about four years now and I failed on the first day because I broke a plastic coat hanger. <laughs> Um, ah wow yes the dreaded plastic coat hanger so I you know have been swapping out my plastic coat hangers as they break for wire or wooden ones there's there's quite a lot of things that I still have that are plastic that you know I just swap them out as they come or as I as I use them up 
So yeah, take it, take it slow. Mm. I feel like I've seen the whole plastic free July thing shift over the past few years to become more of a, you know, this is about reducing, not about doing a whole month without touching a piece of plastic. This is just about actually, <laughs> totally. you know, I think, and that's what I think it felt like at first, but now it feels like the messaging is changing a little bit and it is about everybody doing their little bit to make a big yeah. change. And some of the people who've said to me, yeah, I'm going to do it this year, I'm quite surprised. I'm like, oh, wow, cool. I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and also it's as people are becoming more aware about waste, like waste seems to have been quite a hot hot topic for the last couple of years. Things are getting a lot easier. So when I first started Plastic Free July four years ago, part of the thing was saying no to plastic bags. Plastic bags are banned now in New Zealand. Mm. So there's quite a few things that like four years ago were a challenge that now are just not a challenge because there's legislation about it now. Do you think that the pandemic, though, is going to push back developments in, in the environmental sector, especially in terms of waste. Yeah, I can totally see that happening. I would like to think not, especially we're so lucky in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> we're incredibly lucky to be here. But also, you know, a lot of people have found with lockdown, you know, they're all gardening now and they're all suddenly slowing down. And yeah, just realising that we are in such a great position and that we need to be focusing on environmental or climate ready infrastructure like the rollout of cycle lanes etc I, I think we'll be okay and you know ta- there's takeaway throwaways they've they've done a really great campaign and you know we had the ministry for health saying that yes you can use reusable cups during level level three or level two yeah so I think we'll be okay <laughs> mm, yeah hopefully so Cool. Well, thank you so much. Oh, what are you gonna eat for dinner tonight? By the way, have you got a have you got a plan to use up your food? <laughs> I don't know. I felt like that was gonna be. I answer. don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Probably Mexican. I reckon. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I should probably go see what's currently defrosting in my my freezer. <laughs> cook that up oh yeah okay well you enjoy that amanda <laughs> oh and um thank you just before you go if somebody wants to um read your blog or follow you or find out more where should they head yes um i do have a blog i'm terrible at keeping it up to date but yes if you are interested there's quite a lot of content on there from when i used to be very good at blogging and there's information about the community fridge and food waste and food foraging mm. um so that's wastefreeland.nz um and if you want to follow me i'm at amanda wastefree on facebook instagram and twitter um i think i'm best at using instagram <laughs> I like your blog. <laughs> Seems to be the easiest. <laughs> well, yeah, it is the easiest one. But I think the the website's definitely really useful. Um, there's a great video on there um, that the news did about the community fridge, which is mm. really awesome to go and watch if, if you're listening and you haven't seen that yet. Cool. Amanda, I'm going to let you go and uh, enjoy defrosting your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much to Amanda. She had some such great ideas and tips and she's obviously a really inspirational person with what she's achieved so far. 
We've all learned a bunch of stuff about how to waste less food in this episode. So just a quick rundown of some of the things that Amanda suggested that might help. First thing she said was doing a kind of audit. Are you buying food that actually maybe you don't even really like or you know you're never going to finish? Maybe it's worth just kind of doing that audit, sitting down and thinking, should I really be buying this from the shop? Um, get a good fridge freezer she said if you can and then utilize your freezer so kind of batch cook or when when you make your dinner make an extra portion and um, freeze that to use at some point in the future meal plan if you can as Amanda says she doesn't really like doing this but I know some people are really good at being organized and meal planning and maybe that's a good way to make sure you're you're wasting less food I'm also really bad at it but when I remember to do it it works out well she also said doing small shops I think it's been kind of difficult in the current climate to do this but if you can go for small shops and just um you know buy your food every one or two days that saves you having to buy a whole week's worth of stuff which you it's it's kind of hard to gauge whether you're going to use all of that before it starts going off really use a compost bin of course if you can if you can't use a compost bin maybe you can use a bokashi which is a sort of compost style bin that you can have inside otherwise maybe look out and see if there's a communal compost area near you or a compost hub also growing your own fruit and vegetables amanda kind of emphasized the fact that if you're growing your own you kind of care about it a little bit more you don't really want to waste it if you know that this is something that you've nurtured for so long uh, to get it to your plate you you aren't going to want to throw that in the bin also there's some great apps like olio and Foodprint to find or give away food and as well as that there's also loads of facebook groups for stuff like this i know where i live here in wellington there's one called social pantry so if people have some food that they don't want they can post on the facebook page that day and people can come and pick it up um so just do a little google search really and see if there's one near you that you could utilize because it's also good for finding food if you don't know what to cook we haven't got any ingredients in maybe that's an option as well and lastly contact businesses so call them out whether that's on social media whether that's writing them an email or a letter and telling them that you're not happy with the way that they're disposing and wasting of so much food at the same time maybe you can educate them especially if you're friends with or you're a regular at a local cafe or restaurant perhaps you could show them one of the apps like Foodprint and suggest that they give their food away at the end of the day instead of checking it basically so loads of great tips there hopefully you took something from that Um, I definitely am going to try and be a bit more organized with my food even I've been thinking about kind of fruit and veg boxes that I get and whether actually I get too much in there and I just can't get through it by the by the time it's kind of starting to go off so it's definitely got me thinking anyway about how I can waste less food So this is the last episode in this series. I thought I'd use the next few weeks to kind of gather my thoughts, record some more episodes and um, really think about what kind of topics we'd like to discuss in future episodes of Wannabe Greener. So now it's kind of up to you. We've covered 12 different topics. Is the one that we haven't covered yet that you'd like me to interview someone about? Is there an aspect of sustainable living that you're really interested in but you want to know more about? get in touch with me you can email me at wannabegreener at gmail.com or just send me a message on instagram at wannabe.greener please do go through and listen to the rest if you haven't already they're not time relevant and i've learned so much from doing the last 12 episodes so have a listen to the rest i'd love of course if you could please leave a review and uh, make sure you're subscribed because we'll have more episodes coming in a few weeks time 
Thanks for listening. Bye.